2: as Charles Walker's in
3: front, and he's in for the touchdown. It's Peters for the touchdown. Kansas City sees Sanders make the catch, and Denver, at last, has found the end zone. On the draw, Charles. Oh, it's down. The ball is out. It is picked up by the Broncos' Roby, and he's in the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown.
4: Those are the sounds and the images from an amazing Thursday night football. Welcome uh, to another Around the NFL podcast. We're starting off a little bit different. I'm Greg Rosenthal. I'm with Chris Wesseling. We're going to talk about the Thursday night game right off of the top. And Wes, what an amazing game this was. Broncos Chiefs. I heard some people say this was
5: an ugly game, but wasn't it, wasn't it a lot of fun? I loved it. I, you know, I have problems with quarterbacks who can't move offenses. But I also have no problem watching two great defenses. And tonight we saw that. And we had the Peyton Manning storyline all game.
4: I thought it was fascinating throughout the game. And then the ending of it, of course, we really have to start there. This is is really one of those games that this is why Peyton Manning is still playing for a a moment like this. This is why I get so excited about each one of these games. Because we could watch another 500 NFL games. We're not going to see... Two touchdowns, nine seconds apart in the final minute to win the game, including Peyton Manning on a night where really everyone was saying, oh, his career is ending and, and he looked bad for most of it. But when the chips were down for the second straight week, he had his best drive when he absolutely needed it. 80 yards
5: right down the field in less than two minutes to tie it up. It combined two of my favorite things. One, a reminder of why we watch sports. You hit on it a little bit. Because most football games, we've seen it all before. This gave us something new. Like you said, a new ending. We haven't seen. That's off the script. And the other thing is an aging player holding off Father Time to show us. On the same night where you think about what it takes to get 70,000 passing yards in a career, Oof. he shows us he's still got a little something left. Like you said, an uneven night. Some, some Ephus pitches that he threw. that you It was awful. That's the thing. Is, is Five passes could have been picked. It wasn't a great night for him. But it ends up being, you know, one of his happiest moments.
4: And I know you wrote about this in your takeaways piece that the Gary Kubiak offense in Denver really isn't working. You know, the, they really tried to emphasize the run game and going out of center early in the game. And it was awful. Peyton Manning is getting hit. They're still not picking up the right blitzers on the offensive line. I mean, I've never seen Peyton Manning take this many sacks or get hit that much. They fall down 14-0, and Manning had thrown a pick six at this point. He's playing awful. And immediately after that, they go to shotgun. They have a nice 80-yard drive to end the first half. Charles has a fumble in the red zone, and they somehow tie it up at halftime. This was a game the Chiefs should have won so many different times. But in the end, they still had the lead with two and a half minutes left. And oh my gosh, shocker, Peyton Manning goes in the hurry up and he looks a lot more comfortable.
5: I mean, this is what he's been doing his whole career. Gary Kubiak,
4: you know, listen up.
5: Yeah, he has to be able to set his feet. We've been saying that over and over again. And he he has to get into a rhythm and he can't do that when he's under center. You have to let him go up tempo, shotgun, no huddle, do your thing, Peyton Manning. And we saw that on the final drive. We also saw... He avoided rookie Marcus Peters, who has been lights out through two games. Oh, my gosh. He has been incredible. Picked on Jamel Fleming relentlessly on that final drive.
4: He did, and Demarius Thomas was a huge factor, making a couple big plays and – Fleming was probably the goat for a defense that otherwise looks really good this year. I mean, Justin Houston is playing just as well this year as he did a year ago. My boy Jay Howard, he's one of my new boys. He had a big night. I've never noticed Jay Howard before, but he was incredible.
5: They deserved a better fate. Five turnovers by the Chiefs tonight. That's why they lost.
4: It's amazing that they were up in that game with four turnovers with two and a half minutes left. Alex Smith... You know, everyone loves him as a game manager until nights like this when, you know, he wasn't really aggressive down the field. He made a couple plays uh, to his tight ends, but he threw two killer interceptions. I don't really fault him for the first one. It was just Akib Talib making an unbelievable play, but I definitely fault him for the second one. It was a red zone interception. That was in the fourth quarter. Another chance for them to take a lead. And Tlaib's play kind of just reminds me of what I was talking about last week. This Broncos defense... Has a chance to be so special because they have huge playmakers at every level. Von Miller is one of the best pass rushers in the league. Demarcus Ware has nine quarterback hits so far this season. He had twenty all of last season. Sylvester Williams had a big play tonight. Brandon Marshall is the one that caused the fumble
5: that they were that Courtney Roby Bradley Roby returned. Chris Harris had an interception. Tlaib has an interception. Roby It's another the best defense right? in the league. I, I agree. Uh, you know, it's disrespectful to the Seahawks, but the Seahawks have some problems they're working through right now. The Broncos are lights out, and I don't even blame Alex Smith for that reason. Mm. This is a very tough defense to go against. Between Flacco and Alex Smith, they've had a 45 quarterback rating against this defense.
4: That's why this Broncos team remains so fascinating to me because Manning didn't really answer any questions tonight. He no, had he some. He had something to build off with that last drive, just like he did last week. Uh, but there's just as many questions about him right now as they were going into it. But their defense is so good that the recipe is there for them to win some games if they just get a little bit better on offense. They've got nothing from the running game, very little from Manning,
5: and they're 2-0 and against two pretty good teams, two pretty good defenses. I think we've seen this week that there are quite a few detractors For Peyton Manning and a lot of defenders, and I think that they can really find Mm. common ground on on this one issue. If Peyton Manning's going to succeed, if he's going to overcome his own obvious physical limitations, which are there, you can see them, they're there, and a patchwork offensive line, and defense is cheating up to make him throw it beyond 20 yards, he's going to have to do it with his own up-tempo, no-huddle offense, not Gary Kubiak's. And before we go to the rest of the guys. Quickly,
4: this was just a gut punch. Absolutely terrible loss uh, for the Chiefs. And Jamal Charles, who, you know, someday we might be talking about him as a possible Hall of Fame candidate. He has 125 yards in this game. He has a touchdown. Uh, He's just gliding up and down the field looking good. But just two killer fumbles. And I guess just your impressions of the Chiefs and losing this game in the division at home so
5: early. The first one cost the Chiefs a field goal. The second one was the game-winning touchdown. So Mm. Charles cost his team 10 points. And like you said, he was gliding all over it. He looked great. But yeah, the Chiefs, to me, are the better team. Woo. I think they're the better know. team. They outplayed the Broncos severely tonight, but they had those. Far they're more balanced.
4: Players. I I thought the
5: Chiefs, the Broncos
4: would win because they have the the most dominant side in this game, and and that's their. But defense. the Broncos
5: are two and zero with the best defense in the league.
4: There you go. And the Chiefs, uh, their fans have to just feel that you know it's a division rival that you feel like no matter what you do right, it's like you still can't beat them. They can't beat these Manning Broncos, and this was their chance. They absolutely should have won this game. They didn't pull it off. It's going to be fun to watch this division. I think it's going to be a three-team race all season. That's really everything from one of the better Thursday night games uh, I can remember in recent recent memory. We've had some some good primetime games so far this season. That's why we talked about it for a while. But let's get to the rest of the guys and the rest of the
2: show. The Around the NFL Podcast. Was overthrown by Peyton Manning.
3: Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis and I am joined by a room filled with heroes Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys? Hey,
6: Dan. What a sweeping gesture that was.
3: I'm working on that because, you know, we are, it's been a couple of weeks now on camera, and the whole thing is you gotta be dynamic, you gotta have energy up. And you gotta be a leader. Leaders gotta lead.
4: Well, for people listening, Dan is now sweeping his arm movements like we're new cars on the Price is Right.
3: You are like a a, vacuum. You're ring. like the Rod Roddy uh, to my Bob Barker. I like that.
6: Who's Rod? I don't even
3: know Rod. He's <laughs> in the Broadcasting Hall of Fame. Rod, Rod Roddy was a flamboyant announcer on that show. Mm. He wore, Greg
6: never stayed home from school and watched like that eight was, game shows and some prices, right? But I don't remember old Rod.
3: It was the best thing. He, he was, was the, the best. Star. All right. So this is the Around the NFL podcast. Yes. And this is our big Thursday uh, preview show uh, where we get into all of the games on Sunday and on Monday. You heard uh, our recap of Thursday night football between. The Chiefs and the Broncos. So now we will get into all the other games, and you know we really digging deep. Uh, you know, we a little, little dollop of mirth, well, just a dollop, but big time informative uh, info. Little did you know, dollop of mirth. Delaware's first album. Ah, uh, Delaware. For those that are new to the show, was Greg's. Uh, emo goth band that he formed in Western Massachusetts mm-hmm. in the late 90s.
4: I a goth that,
6: band is calling their album band. Dollop it was of nothing.
4: It was barely it was a wrong band it was the at 90s all. 90s, Mark. I think the first album was How Do You Want It Cooked. Well, we, yeah, we've been over. <laughs> How, <laughs> How do you, do you want, you want cooked it cooked? That's such a
3: ridiculous what does title. That even mean? You sold no units, right? <laughs> no. no all right.
4: This band barely existed.
3: So, yes, yeah, so we're going to go through all the games on Sunday and Monday, set those up. But we also have a guest in the studio for the second week in a row. We're going to have our good friend-slash-colleague. I don't know how close you guys have gotten with him. Me and Andrew are very close now. Andrew Siciliano will be in uh, the studio. And uh, Andrew, of course, hosts the Around the NFL TV show on NFL Network, which you can watch Monday through Friday on at 6 p.m. Eastern, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Thursday, a little earlier, Greg, because of Thursday Night Football.
4: Oh, yeah, 11 in the morning on uh, the West Coast, 2 o'clock Eastern, Don't 3 confuse hours. confuse people
3: with time zones, Greg. Well, you
4: know, we're, in, we're <laughs> on the West Coast. That should count for something. Uh, Andrew, you know, he did three hours there. He's coming up here. It's a big day.
3: Greg wants time zone equality.
4: Oh, and by the way, uh, we've been on the Around the NFL TV show all week. I don't oh, even yeah. know if people listening even know that. We're They're throwing us in there for about a segment a day, and you better watch before they kick us off. It's a, yeah. You know, get while the going's good.
3: It's a good show because they make Andrew stand the whole time. There's no seating anywhere. At, a, at one point, he's been throwing it to us, so that's good, right, Mark? I'm not
6: sure that the, the man working in the factory in Ohio or Pennsylvania is watching... You know, around the NFL at 3 p.m. Eastern,
5: well, or whenever it's 6. What p.m. are you saying? Well, if this I don't was know. 1963
3: would have to. Yeah. Play not,
6: I haven't that. gotten, a, I haven't heard a peep from one person I know about being on. The hey, show, the so factory, my the factory is overseas.
3: Us. It's not our fault that you, you're low on friends in family. I know. I
6: have plenty of friends. They could care less about the sport, apparently.
3: All right. So there is so much to guess. to. Mark is going through some things, obviously, no, just and maybe we'll touch on that a little bit oh, more. Oh, everyone later.
6: I know has reached out to me. <laughs> they couldn't say enough about the the appearance.
3: You want? To, how about we talk about some games? Okay. let's do that. And I mean, why don't we start with the game of the week Sunday night football, guys? And who loves Sunday night football? We all do. And who loves an NFC championship rematch? We all do. The Seahawks at the Packers. That's the big difference. We are not at what's the name of the stadium, Wes? Uh, Which stadium? CenturyLink? Yes. CenturyLink Field. We are at Lambeau Field. And uh, Wes, I'll start with you. A little sweet revenge potentially for the Packers who really want a measure of payback after what happened.
5: Well, they blew it last year. They flat-out blew it, and the coach got a little, you know... Tight? A little tight, yeah. And now, at least they have a healthy Aaron Rodgers. So Seahawks are going to have to deal with that. They had a lot of blown coverages last week. Richard Sherman was playing the slot, which you don't really see with Deshaun Shad outside. Mm. So this is a different secondary. No Cam Chancellor, and to me, Aaron Rodgers looks like he's in this 1991, 92 Michael Jordan zone, Whoa. where he's just trying these, you know, these layups at the basket where you think he's going in for the dunk and he switches his hand. Aaron Rodgers is doing things like I've never seen on a football field: a two-handed push pass that hits Eddie Lacy in stride. Oh, that was awesome. He made five throws to touchdown to Cobb, three different throws to James Jones, and a back shoulder to Devontae Adams that were sublime. Just you can't make a better throw than that. To
3: your, to your Jordan point, he has started to read, at least against the Bears, where he's doing that like MJ shoulder shrug type uh, mm. body language where the game he's mastered at such a level, he's, the confidence is there, so he just, you just clearly he's loose and just having fun. And it
6: shows in the numbers. He hasn't thrown a, a pick at home since December 2012. He's, he's absolutely perfect at home. And you also had Dion Bailey up at the line. The Seahawks did last week he got burned on that winning touchdown by the. Reds. Well, I
5: think he's trying. He's trying different things now because he's got his mind working, his body working, and his chemistry with his receivers working like no other quarterback in the NFL. He's he's just absurdly confident right I now. I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing that
4: last week things actually went against Rodgers in theory like very rarely was his first read open and that's the thing with Rodgers he's at the point now he was the best quarterback in the league last week he had the best performance the best game and i threw that out there on twitter and people were like oh no like his fantasy numbers were that if you watch that game none of those first reads were open they were all almost impossible passes and yet he's still making it happen and you got to think like now that his legs you know he's got the mobility again you have to think they are just fired up i'm a little worried though like randall Cobb isn't 100% the wide receivers aren't getting separation. It wasn't a good running day for them last week. So it's not necessarily a slam dunk that they're going to just go up and down the field. But Russell Wilson
6: and the Seahawks have never lost to Green Bay.
3: Mm. Well, yeah. I mean, that's the weird thing. Like, we, wow. every member of around for, the NFL. Very lucky. Very, very, all right, very but lucky but to That's do fine. So. But the, two I mean, of those games happened, were it's almost like,
6: At this point, I feel like we're looking at the Seahawks like, not into it. If this is the yeah. weird
3: thing. We we all picked against the Seattle Seahawks, the back-to-back conference. Greg didn't pick, of course. <laughs> uh, I don't know why. He's just not picking this year, and it's costing all of us. But we all picked... The Packers, the win, perhaps a little overconfidence, but I don't know. Am is, I going to bet against Aaron Rodgers at home it's right not now? Not like
5: that. We always get this feedback on Twitter. How could you all do this? It was a coin flip game for right. me. Right. This was yeah. the hardest game for me to pick and the last one to pick. But you have to pick someone. So, so I went with the home team and the quarterback playing at a Michael Jordan level. These two teams, Fair. especially you or whoever's
6: home, I'm picking. I, it's mm. just the, the home field advantage is dominant for both. And here, here's the problem that the Packers have. Russell
4: Wilson didn't look that good last week because he was under constant arrest, and he didn't always make the best decisions of when to stay in the pocket. I thought he rushed things. who Who's rushing the passer? for the Packers. Who is their best defensive lineman right now? According to Bob McGinn, who I trust pretty well, it was probably B.J. Raji last week. And they, they lose Sam Barrington for the season, who's a good inside linebacker. That means Clay Matthews has to be at inside linebacker even more. Uh, Sam Shields had a terrible game last week. It's not like their defense looked very good against the Bears. So
3: they did, the, the Seahawks could get yards. right, right. The Seahawks didn't could get right on
5: offense. They didn't try anything down the field against the Rams because of the Rams' defensive line. I think that will be different this week.
3: Big big uptick. And Bob McGinn references on this podcast recently.
5: (laughs) It's
4: it's been more than one?
3: I feel like they've been flying around lately. I don't know.
4: Uh, Bob's the best. (laughs) Let's move on to
3: the next game. Let's go. Let's head to Sunday, one of the early games where the New England Patriots travel to Orchard Park to face the Bills. Uh, Both these teams coming off uh, convincing week one wins. And uh, now, Greg Rosenthal, you get a real good look uh, at what's going to go on with Buffalo with Tom Brady playing excellent football, Obviously, the Patriots have a ton of uh, confidence, but there's some magic in Buffalo, isn't there?
4: Well, they've beaten the Patriots. I, I heard some narrative like, well, can the Bills finally beat the Patriots in Buffalo? Brian Fitzpatrick beat them to go 3-0 just a few years ago. I think 23
3: was, of 26 was, wins for New England. Right, this I know.
4: They've dominated them, and the one of those wins was, was last uh, week 17 when they didn't play all their starters. I was really worried about the Patriots' offensive line going into week one. They played fine against Pittsburgh, Maybe that was because of the opponent that they protected Brady so well. This is a great test for an offensive line which is still rotating pieces and playing rookies in the middle, and you got Marcel Darius back and Kyle Williams next to each other. It could be a long day for Brady. The
6: difference between whatever happened with the Bills before, Brady was 23-3 and against the Bills. Now Rex Ryan, who has made a career of obsessing over mm. Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Last four Rex Ryan-led teams against the Patriots, those games decided by a grand total of nine points, he knows how to get close. How many did he win, though? He's very One. good at losing close games One. to Brady. Wow. But he he plays him tough no matter the circumstance, and it doesn't matter how bad the Jets were some of those years. He did find a way to get under Belichick's skin. But Belichick is 12-2 and against quarterbacks in their first
5: and second season. Well, that's a good point because everything went according to script for the Bills last week. They jump out to an early lead, run the ball, limit Tyrod Taylor to twenty about 20 pass attempts. What happens if he gets into a shootout with Tom Brady? Then, then the hmm. mistakes start flying. Because you're no longer under control. You've got to go toe-to-toe with a great quarterback. But maybe this is a defense you can get in the
4: shootout against. I I don't think this Patriots defense is going to be very good. I think you can run against them at least at this point. They're not going to have Dominic Easley. I mean, they're playing Chandler Jones at defensive tackle most of last week. Genio Grissom is at defensive tackle. Alan Brandt. It's like if LaShawn McCoy is healthy... Uh, which we don't know if he will be, you would right. think they'd he, be able to run.
3: He, on Thursday, he suffered some type of setback in practice with his hamstring. So, I mean, it's one of those things, by the way, with hamstrings, it's like, When you think you're ready, you should probably wait another couple weeks because this now threatens to be something that hampers him all through the season. They need him to be a star player on that offense. I don't care how good Tyrod Taylor has looked so far. McCoy's got to be the engine there.
6: This is the acid test for Rex Ryan's bills, in my opinion, because this is the team, if you're in the AFC East and you're Rex Ryan, this is who you have to make a statement against. You think Rex Ryan is going to take acid before this game?
3: (laughs) It might help. (laughs)
6: Get the headline out out
5: there. there. Have you looked at his record with the Jets? Ken Kesey's on that coaching staff.
3: By the way, the sizzler <laughs> Mark Sessler and Connor Orr mm. and Kevin Patrick take the Patriots. So the old Zeuser and the mailman are riding hard with the Bills. Let's do this thing. Uh, and we move on. Isn't that oh, before nice? we move on, I just want to say, by the way, Greg, what's going on with your boy Brady? What? Uh, here's uh, a, what Brady said at his locker this week. Uh, he was asked about um, Donald Trump, who is the. And we don't dip our toes into politics too often around here, but. The reality
5: Carter. star trying out for president.
3: Right, he's also leading, he's the leading Republican guy right now in the race for president for next year. Uh, this is the quote, uh, if Brady was asked if, he could, if Trump could win the election, I hope so, that would be great. There'd be a putting green on the White House lawn, I'm sure of that. You know what I call that, guys? La magnífico. La magnífico, the great either. reveal... Which is when someone says something in casual conversation, and immediately, without having to say anything, you know that person is a fool. Tom Brady, fool is an interesting word. I mean, listen, you're aligning yourself with the Donald. Well, they're, Come golf- on, Greg. they're golfing
6: buddies. That's all I know
4: about you know, them. great like, quarterback. I know Wes is with me on this one. A long time ago, I divorced myself. From thinking that these athletes are somehow people that I need to look up to and be like, I can appreciate Aren't their Aren't you so sophisticated? I'm just saying I can appreciate their <laughs> athletic endeavors without thinking they're cool guys or, or I care about their views. And I don't care if Tom Brady doesn't say another word the rest of his life, just keep playing football. Isn't Tom he Brady shouldn't say. isn't
5: Tom Brady in the same tax bracket as Donald Trump?
3: Probably. All right, let's move on to a big NFC tilt. This one on Sunday, a late game. The Dallas Cowboys coming off really what amounts to close to a miracle win over the Giants. Now head to Philadelphia and face the Eagles, uh, Mark Sessler. I call it, and this is just me, the DeMarco Murray game. How about you?
6: I don't know. He said this morning he could not care less about... This do you believe him? That's Not bullspin. at all. <laughs> Not at all. always it, say that. If he doesn't care about the Cowboys, he cares about showing that he can do more than rush the ball, what, eight times for nine yards? I mean, that was a disastrous showing for him in week one. I think he wants to come in and show Dallas, you should have signed me, you should have kept me around, you made no effort, you're going to pay How for did it?
3: Dallas do running the ball in week one against the bad Giants defense? Less so yards than they So had far, had no one really looks season. like they won this.
4: Well, I, I do know someone who doesn't care about this, which is Chip Kelly. I, I don't think he's going to suddenly give DeMarco Murray the ball a lot more. No. And if you looked at their offense last week, you got the sense that DeMarco Murray is a piece of that offense, but he's not necessarily a more important piece than Darren Sproles, and he's not that much more of an important piece than Ryan Matthews. He's, he's one of
6: three. I mean well, did two, that you know. have to do with playing? I mean, th- was that the matchup potentially? What? I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's it's game to game. I don't think the plan is to not use Demarco Murray. I think they're going to Maybe use he, him, but I don't think they're going to be like, "Hey, let's feed him the ball and get."
5: Make he's looking as though. slow as he did last week, that's going to be the plan. You think well, he really looked that? Bad? I thought he looked incredibly slow. Hmm.
4: Maybe it's all those uh, five thousand touches that he didn't now
3: look great. But I I'll also say, like, I felt like I saw that a lot, even not the end of last year, where he kind of sneaks up on you a little bit. He doesn't I, look like the fastest. I, guy I thought in the world. he looked
5: really explosive from yeah. September through the end of November last year, and then you could see he lost his burst, and he hasn't regained it. And maybe Kelly saw the same thing because they
6: rested him as much as you could during the preseason and during training camp. He sat on the sideline during practices.
4: Well, this is a great test for this Dallas defense, which we think is going to be better. And overall, I think they played a solid game against the Giants. They were a little unlucky to be down so much defensively. But going into Philadelphia, I think after they had an off game, I mean, couldn't you just see
6: them getting absolutely blitzed in this one? Well, you're playing a little bit better of a defensive front this time around if you're going to try to move any, move the ball at all.
3: We believe, by the way, oh, around Philly? these parts, we believe in Philly. We all have the Eagles well, you're, winning this game.
5: You know, we saw Julio Jones just demolish the Eagles secondary. Des Bryant's out. I don't think Terrence Williams and Cole Beasley are going to do what Julio Jones did. Mm. I mean, I, w- I would be a little worried about Tony Romo. Who is
4: your most explosive offensive teammate right now? What's the answer? Terrence Williams?
3: That's not great.
5: Yeah, I think that's the answer. That's a bad answer. McFadden? That's the wrong answer if you're
4: a Dallas Cowboy fan.
3: Let's check in on the Monday night football game where the New York football Jets, 1-0 undefeated, baby, uh, head to Indianapolis against the Colts. And uh, here's an interesting game, Wes, because we've talked about this during the week, uh, the idea that the Colts kind of... Uh, cower against teams that are more physical, and I'm not saying the Jets have a reputation as like uh, brawlers by any stretch, but I can see uh, a, a, a Todd Bowles defense giving this team some struggles. Look, I defend the Colts
5: a lot here and imprint they've got to prove that they're not a pushover against physical teams. And they certainly didn't prove it last week. They have to do it this week. The Jets are physical on offense. They've got Chris Ivory. They've basically got two power forwards at wide receiver with Eric Decker and Brandon Marshall. Mm. Just post them up in the end zone and let them score. And they've got a really physical defensive front. So I think this is a huge test for the Colts.
6: Remember a couple years ago when Indianapolis did seem like a physical team, they knocked out the Niners, which were a much better team back then. They beat the Seahawks as well, if I'm not mistaken. And they took care of business. And it's like, now it's like you can run against them. And they can't stop the run. And that's the formula to not win your division. This could be
4: the most disastrous out-of-division schedule they could have, really. Because they're playing the AFC East, the Patriots, who they can never beat. And three very physical teams in the Dolphins, Bills, and your Jets, who kind of have been slipping a little bit under the radar, considering you know how, I mean. good, how good they looked. I in think week a win. big win over Cleveland. I'm saying they it's look fair. good. Ryan Fitzpatrick had, you know, only five or six quarterbacks at most had a better game than Ryan Fitzpatrick did last week. When he, gets, when he gets going, Ryan Fitzpatrick, if he didn't have that name on his He back, had a couple of
5: errors that they didn't take advantage of. He had a couple
4: early, but he played about a perfect game starting midway through the second Damn.
5: quarter. He was on fire. He's throwing passes. When he gets hot, he gets going. Tell Greg the Slack message I sent you. What's that? Tell Greg the Slack message I sent you. you I think say?
3: your Slack message was something along the lines of that you trust Ryan Fitzpatrick more than Peyton Manning right now.
5: If I had to to go through the rest of the season with a quarterback between Ryan Fitzpatrick and Peyton Manning, I'm sorry, but you can do a lot more things with Ryan Fitzpatrick right now. He
4: was slinging it. They put him in that hurry up. He's like, ooh, I'm back in Chan Gailey's loving embrace. This guy's going to get me some more money and make my career go another five years.
5: I did a little research last week because I was taken with the idea of an old quarterback changing teams like in his mid-30s. Brian Fitzpatrick's thirty-two, so I, I can we can snig him under here. But almost sure. every single year in the history mm. of football, there's an old quarterback who changes teams and lifts that team to the playoffs.
3: Mm. Vinny Testaverde, nineteen ninety-eight Jets history, and they're gonna make it again. You Mark. might have been right about the Jets being the tenth best team.
6: Mark. Jets ran a better yeah, four wide receiver set than any team by far last week, and I think the wow. Gale is changing what this team does. That is offense. totally different. On some levels, I thought they were the same. They were like
4: running their fullback on you know. Short they
6: also had like runs. the most running attempts though too so they're very strange. And and I like, this like
4: Marcus Williams. I like that quarterback Marcus Williams.
3: They got a nice way, player. TD, why are the Jets 0 and 1 on our on our uh, graphic there? They're 1 and 0, baby. <laughs> and they're going to be 2 and 0 after they defeat the Colts on the road. I'm the only one that thinks that I am an early believer and a wild homer. It's <laughs> <That's> all true. <laughs> all right, let's tried. hit up let's uh, hit up our first. What's more likely? It's one of our favorite games. What's
2: more likely?
3: Alright, this is based on the games that we've talked about so far. Andrew Luck passes for fewer than 200 yards, or DeMarco Murray rushes for few, fewer than 50 yards. What's more likely? That DeMarco is DeMarco Murray picture.
5: rushes for fewer than ben 50. What did he have, like 8 last week? He's in a timeshare with two other running backs who, to me, look much better than he does. I think he looks slow. I think it's a good possibility he's under 50.
6: I'll go with the same answer because also you got the Colts. Frank Gore, I want to see him play a full game. That didn't happen last week. Their backups don't look that good, and you're playing the Jets' defensive front. You're not going to be able to run the ball. You're going to have the, to throw.
3: The Jets' strength is that defensive line. They're going to put pressure on Luck. T.Y. Hilton, probably not playing. He could play, but probably not. We talked about Andre Johnson. We don't really know if he's still Andre Johnson. So I don't know if the Colts are going to bounce back and score a lot of points in this game, and I don't know if Luck's going to have a huge statistical game.
4: That's a good point on Johnson. I mean, I, West couldn't have been more right when he talked about it last week. He he, It was only one game, so you just want to watch and see, but it was not good. I think the more likely answer is DeMarco Murray under 50 yards. Andrew Luck had a terrible game last week for Andrew Luck, and he's still well over 200 yards. They're going to throw it.
3: All right, let's now welcome into the studio... The great Andrew Siciliano. Come on in, buddy. Wait a minute, this thing's on camera. <laughs>
2: I I would have worn makeup.
3: There he is. Hey guys. Hey, listen, we hit you. Last week when you were on the show, Mr. Andrew Siciliano, you were like young hot uncle look. Now you look like the, the young hot uncle, but new came into some money and you look successful. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pay for this suit for the record. Uh, yeah. um,
2: Welcome I, uh, back. To the I, the I NFL took podcast. my
3: makeup off. And, oh, okay. And, okay. How are you guys?
2: What's going on? Good. Yeah. Everything's good.
3: Uh, we were watching you today in the Around the NFL show Thank on you. NFL Network, so the synergy is outrageous right now. We're synergistic. It's good. <laughs> so, yeah, we just went through the first four games, did a what's more likely. Why don't we keep rolling and move forward? And do another What's More Likely. All right. What's More Likely? What is what is it? What do you got? Well, we'll get to that. Okay. We'll get to that. Listen, it's not your show anymore, no, Andrew. No, no, I, huh? I'm
2: a passenger. <laughs> I'm in the back seat. You're the Uber driver.
3: Let's go start. On. Let's go back to one of the early games. Sunday, uh, early kickoff. The Arizona Cardinals head uh, to Chicago to face the Bears. And, you know, the Bears obviously coming off a game where they fought, uh, Andrew, they fought the Packers pretty well, got beat. The Cardinals look very good with Carson Palmer. Your first thoughts?
2: Uh, a couple of things. Number one it seemed to be. Did you guys get the, the feel from this? Maybe I heard you guys say it earlier this week that the Bears almost seemed satisfied after the game. Not that losing is ever a good thing, right. but that Ooh. everyone thought they were going to be so bad. Right. The fact that they were in this game for a while, which is blasphemy in Chicago, because mm-hmm. it was against the Packers. Right, Right. Like, tell Ditka and and Forrest Gregg that the Bears were just satisfied. I I do think they're not going to be nearly as bad as we thought they were. Really? I I had, I mean, I'm not putting them in the playoffs. Don't don't get me wrong. I had Tyron Matthew on the show today. Here's what I didn't realize before researching that interview. The Cardinals gave up 400 yards last week Mm. to Drew Brees and the Saints. They gave up 283 yards after the catch. Wow, I mean well, that is part of that's yeah, the function. hard to
5: do. Part of that's the function of the Saints' offense was all basically passes to the running backs, so sure. they're all close to the line of scrimmage. That's how those plays work, but they weren't getting much
2: downfield. Which means, what do the Bears do, and what do they love to do? Matt Forte. Matt Forte, yeah. and that's something Matthew brought up to me today. That, like he he said it four times. Matt, uh, uh, Matt Forte. Matt Forte. Matt Forte. We got to go get us. Some Matt Forte, but they're and a different team. boy, Matt Forte, right?
3: Exactly. Had one 100 of, catches last year. One of the most underrated guys in the league, and I, the way I look at Matt Forte, to me is what what Frank Gore was this year in a, on a free agency. That's Forte next year. Imagine if he gets stuck with a, with a bad Bears team, that's going to be a bummer. But a good team, he's going to land with a good team next year. So he's going to have
6: leg cramps next year, week one. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, that that possibly could happen as well. Greatest
6: player in two lane uh,
4: football history. Who else but is close? Two lane. Well, King? Sean King Sean is actually King. better Sean King. in college. Sean King, right? Okay. In college. I think uh, Mike Tannenbaum
3: was a good tight end. That's true.
4: Mike Tannenbaum didn't play for the team, but he did.
3: Okay, that's good. I would say, I mean, Gabe
2: Feldman, of course, our NFL Network legal analyst, best thing to come out of of Tulane. Uh, Ouch. I I would say uh, that, look, the Cardinals we know are the better team. If anyone's looking for a blowout here, I don't think that's this game at all. I think the Bears have a little pride at home, but I'd have a hard time Do they I mean, Cutler, against the Cardinals.
6: I don't know. Cutler's lost, what, five in a row? They haven't scored over 30 points it's since not 2013. Cutler's fault. It's not I, all fault. I never
2: subscribed to the it all. Starts and ends with Jacob.
6: I hear that, but it does. It would be nice for once to see Cutler have that victory that we can all be like, "Oh yeah, that's right, that's the Cutler victory." That and we you remember.
3: know what? I don't know how this happens. I pulled like a Sessler, Like when sometimes you make picks earlier in the week and then you don't know what happened. I picked the Bears to win this game. I'm the only one amongst our group that did hero pick. And maybe it's because it used to be. A hero that's what pick, a
4: hero pick is. If you, it you go to NFL.com, we're keeping us. track.
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, but I, I really think they're, they played decent. I thought on Sunday, and I don't. I'm not sold on the Cardinals. Wasn't in the preseason. One game against the Saints does not tell me that they're going to dominate on the road. I think the Bears are going to be frisky, and they're going to take this one close game.
5: They played decent until when? Until Jay Cutler threw hmm. a game clinching interception. Yeah, it's so, known to you, happen. You can say that the quarterback's not the problem, but I would never pick the Bears in a game as long as. And Jay I Cutler's think
4: I've been rooting on Carson Palmer to have. Uh, just one like great season where everything works out for him, and this is the best team he's had around him since the 2005 Bengals with Hoosh and Rudy Johnson. I mean, and Carson Palmer looking good. He's got a chance. I don't think it's going to be had a great... all preseason that they're not as good as. I'm World talking Nation. about the offensive pieces oh. around him. Right, I want to
2: see David Johnson get the ball. Mm. Because I did did we get that stat right with the speed? Did yeah, you get the next general right. stat? Our next gen yeah. stat with the chip in David Johnson's shoulder pads. Right. His fifty five yard game clinching touchdown when Sean Payton inexplicably punted mm. the ball away was the fastest single run of week one. Mm. And that guy has hands like a wide receiver. That's what Daniel Jeremiah kept telling us coming out of school. So I I would love to
3: see him get born.
4: You are taking this synergy thing to the next level with the next. day.
3: we were on the path (laughs) to the draft for three full months. Gabe Feldman got a shout out minutes ago. (laughs) Let's move on to the San Francisco 49ers against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And guys, you know, a very nice moment for the Niners after a trying offseason on Monday night, a really nice win against the Vikings. But this feels, I know Le'Veon Bell's not back yet, feels a little buzzsawy right now for San Francisco, having to go to Pittsburgh, uh, Mark, and beat a team that already lost in Week 1, and we all agree that this is a very good Steelers team. Bad news, right?
6: Well, I mean, they're a good team on offense. Their defense, to me, looks like you could make some Hey, I mean, I think if you're San Francisco... What we saw last week is you want to run the ball with some power. And Colin Kaepernick, I know there's people in here that don't like him. I thought he looked improved last week. And for me, honestly. Who are the
4: people in here that don't like him?
6: What's Chris Wesleyan
5: is? does not like him. Oh,
6: okay. and I, have neither...
5: I think he's hard to watch because. I think he's very hard to watch. is yeah, on he, Team he, Trent Anderson. Dilfer. Here's
6: the quarterbacks I love and here's I don't. I think that he's okay. not in your quarterbacks I, honestly I, I love I
2: honestly The play action worked for him last week. I, together, thought he guys. Just,
6: I thought that the whole offense looked better than it did last year. And honestly, with Pittsburgh and their secondary, I think that you can make something happen here.
2: Well, they they benched Shamarco Thomas this week, and Will Allen's going to be at safety. Didi told us that this uh, today, actually. I mean, that was the experiment the we end, heard about so. all offseason. Right, he benched after one week. Well, it, it, look, it happened in, in Houston too with the quarterback. Shamarco Thomas is just some poor kid from Syracuse trying to make a name for himself. Um, you know, not that. <laughs> even, not that I draw any kidding? parallels? But the on a short week yeah. to your point about yeah. the, the the flying to Pittsburgh spiel. Um, I I don't see it happening. This I, look, I, I said the Niners. I I said on K Rock Monday here in LA that the Niners are a four win team, maybe a five win team. They they certainly shut me up in game number one. I think the thing that you take from that game is they played physical football. Mm. Um, that offensive line, which was supposed to be a mess, played reasonably well. They were by far the more physical, more prepared team. Now the Steelers, with a little extra time to prepare for this. Um, I I don't I, I just can't see Pittsburgh losing I this game.
5: It seems blasphemous, but the Steelers are not a physical team. They're, they're not not in the league. They're not. And you gave up the best game of Deion Lewis's career. Now you've got Carlos Hyde coming in off of 170, 180 yards and looked great doing it. Powerful, decisive, mm-hmm. has a burst there. So I think that's a huge problem. And then you've got a secondary that's just you know a patchwork secondary right now in Pittsburgh. So. Captain has
4: a chance have come another down game. Is one of the biggest wastes. I mean, they decided yeah, he probably quickly, plays this week. He decided quickly that he wasn't exactly what they thought he was when he got there. I mean, there's been some whispers and, and all that sort of stuff. The, the the only thing good about last week for them was Shazier and Jarvis Jones both showed up a little bit. You know, so that is something to be happy about. But this is a very similar matchup. Roethlisberger said it: similar defense in San Francisco that they have in New England, except there's a lot of. There's a lot more talent in San Francisco, so I, I don't know. I think they they could give them a lot of problems. But,
2: but tell me this: if it's in the fourth quarter, okay? Let's say hypothetically it's a one-score game in the fourth quarter. I'm sorry, I, I'm taking Ben at home yeah, versus agree. Kaepernick on the road. That's that's why. And I
6: that's pick, to me is the you, mass. I was going to say,
3: do you pick the because 49ers? because
6: we what we talked about or what we haven't talked about is Pittsburgh's offense, and I do think that. Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh is
5: going to get the job done.
3: Offensively. This feels, to me. This feels like a blowout. It, I don't I, think, I don't think that really I don't know
2: about that. Yeah,
5: it would not shock you guys. So. Like the Steelers' defense a lot. More I, than I don't either. like him at all. I, I,
3: I have to be okay. Not. I'm not. I'm not sold on the Niners' offense by any stretch. And I think they're going to score thirty five points. I think, I think Pittsburgh think
6: Steelers- is going to be bottom five in the league of points given up week to week. And so well, there's look, you're, gonna be a you're lot asking of their
5: offense to be great without Le'Veon Bell and Martavis Bryant. Yeah. I don't think they're great
2: right now. Did Did D'Angelo not
5: no, he,
6: he I mean, was He's not fantastic. Le'Veon Bell. No, but of he, course he's not Le'Veon Bell. He absolutely Bell. got the job. And I realized
2: did. the middle of that Patriots defense, especially the middle of that line, it's an Autobahn, right? <laughs> so, so you know, what's his name? D'Angelo, I actually called what's-his-name D'Angelo on the air last week. I froze. Oof. And I said, and starting, <laughs> what, uh, what's his name? Uh, because I was trying to think of the oldest running back, and I knew it wasn't Frank Gore because with the suspension, D'Angelo started. And I said, Frank Gore's not the oldest this week, uh. Wha- What's his name? (laughs) D'Angelo. (laughs) D'Angelo. Ladies love D'Angelo, by the way. Does he still make albums? But the uh, brown sugar the guy? Yeah. Yeah, had, yeah, he had, that had, an, album year, he, he had an album last year, guys. He had an album last year. Thank you, TD. Okay. It was Thank the first way, one you, in like seven. We all picked the sleeping.
3: Steelers, and, and you were on K-Rock. I thought they just, in K-Rock in L.A., I thought they just played the Chili Peppers on loop 24-7 at Kevin all times. And, Kevin and Bean, No commercials. Buddy, they're
2: still killing it. Monday mornings, Kevin and Bean. And
3: I'm not an L.A. guy. <laughs> that's how I get into the Or a terrestrial radio guy, apparently. All right, let's move on. The Cleveland Browns, they are at home there. Home opener against the Tennessee Titans, and of course, Marcus Mariota, offensive player of the week, took the NFL by storm. Uh, beat a bad Bucks team. I, I said on the Sunday show, I think this Browns team, unfortunately, Mark, or maybe not Mark. We'll get into that. Mark on my thought. I know. We'll, we'll, I, we'll get into that. Not the, that's the, not accurate. The Browns. Did not, wait, the was, Actually, let's get into that so real I didn't quick. I like right.
6: how this played out, like let's, on on air. Like I called night. you. Yeah. I have to apologize for yeah. calling you a coward. Well, that listen, was too strong. It's that was more strong. complex
3: than that, and I certainly we talked about this, Mark. Yeah. And I think what's at play here, and tell me if I'm wrong, is that you, this is a conscious uncoupling with the Browns after years of a a relationship, a loving relationship, but it's also frayed to the point where you needed to separate. And now I feel like I'm coming from the place as a Jets fan and a a long-suffering fan as well, where I love both of you, I want to see you back together, and I hope it all works out. But then you got, you got the devil on the shoulder, West. He wants you to play the Look, field.
5: The Browns have been sneaking <laughs> out at night on you. They've been stepping out, and I think it's time you tell them to. You know, basically, no. Cut I think the, no, I think wait, the Browns wait,
3: have you're let saying, themselves go. You're saying that, and Mark's well, no longer attracted to them. They, they've been.
2: They've been. Leaving at wait, like their Manziel and Justin Gilbert, they've been sneaking out. Like, what? Yes, they've been sneaking out. They're not they sexy anything enough to sneak right. out. Yeah. What, what is yeah. There who, who are they like getting? A, who, who are, are they, they getting action like about this team? Seriously, on the field, what do they have? What they they, they should on? have the parts for a defense. Granted, right. other than Carlos Dansby at linebacker. Although, what's his name? Barkevius did make a play on a, on, a, on a tip pass over the middle left. He also week. let well, them Well, Patton also noticed that he missed a bunch of plays too. Barkevius, look, Barkevius, Mingo, the four buskets at set the edge better. We, <laughs> we agree? I Good couldn't draft do play. anything okay. on a
3: football, football. Um, But anyway, I hope you get back together. I, I just, I, I, love the two of you together as a couple, and I hope it happens.
6: But listen, you know, the world is strange. We don't know what's going to happen, but I mean, I know. But you're I still know, talking to each other. We're talking. We're, yeah. we're talking. As, as, as you, you say that. You
2: watched the game this week. Roosevelt I watched it closely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Someone talked the game.
6: As you say that, Wes is
2: texting
4: <laughs> yeah. Mark hey, let's go meet uh, other teams out at the Whaler today. Hey, I
2: think the, ten, I think
4: the Titans might is. be down in Marina Del Rey. Let's talk about the game, the <laughs> Titans.
3: Mariota, um, and Greg, I'll start with you on this one. Do you expect to see another Mariota show where literally the football... Cognoscenti. Cognoscenti starts doing backflips all around the planet.
4: No, I think Mike Patton will have a plan to make him struggle a little bit, show him some different things. I mean, he's not going to play such a vanilla poorly talented defense as Tampa Bay this week, and it'll be a tougher game for him. I still like the Titans better as a team in general, and I think if they can go get this win out there, I think it's time to start thinking, you know, team of ATL, let's not wait until they're
6: 5-1 or anything. Let's, you
4: know, let's do it
3: early. I'm still nine Niners Let's remember okay. something. This okay. Browns, Brown's team
6: gave up 28 points to last year's Titans. Mm. All right, with Clifford Jesus running the operation. So now you have Mariota coming in, and I have to ask, how are the Browns better this season than last? You don't have anything going on at tight end. And as Greg and I were talking about, you're throwing balls to Jim Dray and Gary Barnage. It was a huge right? part of their game plan. Barnidge, and Dray. And I'm thinking, this isn't going to work. Their offensive line, which we you know thought was top five, one of the best in the league, was manhandled by the Jets. Their running backs couldn't get anything going. So they need to be a completely
2: different team than what we saw last week. I think a couple of things. Number one, when McCown got hurt, they uh, hate to say you throw the whole game plan out, but obviously everything changed. You had a quarterback that had not really practiced for two weeks with his mystery sore elbow. You throw him into it. He throws the touchdown pass to Benjamin. Yay, everyone's happy. They're going to be okay, but clearly they're not. The Jets brought the pressure. They shut the run game down. They have no one with separation. Even if Dwayne Bow had played, no one's getting separation. You have a bunch of wide receivers, Greg, that are my size and your size, on that team. And Taylor Gabriel can make some plays, but while when you're dropping you know, fourth down outs when you have the yardage, that's not inspiring confidence for anybody. You guys are overlooking the Terrence West comes home factor. Oh, <laughs> wow. Prevent. There will be signs and there may be a parade. The Browns will play better. I think the biggest condemnation of what Manziel did last week, and again... He did show signs of he improvement. He did, absolutely did. Not enough to say I'm ready to give you the keys, and Mike Pettin made that clear today when he said that if McCown is cleared on Friday to practice and he gets through practice without any headaches, he's going to start. Right. Well, with, with Manziel not healthy, day. Manziel well, had
4: three straight turnovers in three, three straight, straight
2: turnovers. By the way, not 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 to make excuses here. He's got to have he's got to protect the ball better. But there's one where he scrambles for 25 yards. They call it back on an Alex Mack hold. There was a blatant forearm to the helmet there on the slide. He went mm-hmm. feet first. It was a missed call. You saw it, right, Wes? Yeah. It was a missed call. You, you throw that flag. There's no turnover. They're across midfield. It's not as lopsided. They still lose the game. Great. Okay? Both of these, but he still fumbled on the next. Both of these
5: quarterbacks going to play a lot this year because yeah. – if RG3 is the most careless quarterback in the NFL with his body, McCown and Manziel are two and three. Mm. Absolutely.
2: And, and Manziel's not big enough to protect the – look, he, he can protect the football, but he is so small. He's hey, tiny. He, he's tiny. Yeah. And for anyone who's ever stood on the field next to him, you re- he's not a big dude at all. So when he does take that hit, that, that ball's – Coming out. The one thing though, you know, McCown, that first drive against the Jets,
6: seventeen plays ate up about ten minutes off the clock. That's what they wanted to do, and that's what they did in the
2: preseason a couple of times too against the Bucks. But he also took
6: two massive shots in that one drive.
4: So it's like he's always
3: done this. Never right. A lot of passionate talk about the Browns. Not saying.
2: One last Mm. point: the Bucks game, the the preseason (laughs) game, right. McCown took three massive hits in that preseason game. I thought the same thing. Massive. And I, I was off the
5: McCown train right yeah. about then. Yeah. And He Petten, just doesn't take care of his
3: body. That was one of the worst shots I've seen. The shot that he got knocked out on week one was a nasty headshot he took.
2: Well, Petten said to him, because they were going to have the Bears in the fourth and final preseason game, and they were asked after the game, hey, will you play your starters next week? Eh, maybe. I don't know yet. Will you play Petten? No way. Mm. Why? I'm sorry. Will you play McCown. Well, because today he was playing one of his former teams, and he tried to go superhero, and I'm right. paraphrasing. There's no way I'm playing him against no, one funny. of his yeah. other former teams next week.
3: All right, let's move on. What we all I took the Titans. The Titans the yes.
2: We, all this Mariota talk,
5: Kendall Wright is going to be Randall Cobb in this offense. He looked amazing. He's been underutilized because their quarterbacks have been so bad for the past couple of years. Mm. He's going to be Randall Cobb for them.
2: Browns win this game. Ooh.
4: Ooh. So I'll see. Well, wow. i see. Mean, wow.
2: That would be a hero pick if he was in mean, pick If we had a hero like hero I mean, we're, we're, we're talking about two teams that, that what, one of them picked number two
3: overall one the one. of them won two one, games last year. Yeah, I mean, so this is not a <laughs> radical concept. All right, right, let's move on. The St. Louis Rams, fresh off beating the Seattle Seahawks. Travel to uh, Washington to face the Redskins. Uh, Andrew, this is a game where we want to see Nick Foles and St. Louis Rams roll up some wins, especially against teams they can beat, before we take them seriously. Mm-hmm. This team has been... Uh, always around 500 how about a fast start so people get excited about the rams they were 1 in 3 i believe in each of, in 3 of the last 4 years not going to do
2: it so this is as big a win as that was for this team last year last week rather and it was massive this is the real test mm. because it's a road game it's a game against a team where, on paper, you have more talent. You should win this game. And everyone wants to jump on the Rams bandwagon now because of what they did last week. Deservedly so. Greg's driving that thing. Now go on the I'm road. I'm excited. If I was I'm any more excited, excited
4: I would have to go to the hospital or something.
2: <laughs> go on the road and win this game. Jeff Fisher has said he is not going to troll the Redskins with his captains. He is going to go out there with his traditional captains. And we see a if they guy. get after not the get, get, <laughs> get after the like Cousins. By the way, he he was not. He was Charlie. Okay, up. but so to me, it was him backing up his good friend Mike Shanahan. Okay, that that's what that was. Okay. That was him saying, "Fine, I hey, liked it. I liked it." You fired Mike Shanahan. Would you have fired him if he had all this? Mm. I think that's what that was. That's the only reason that deal went down. Michael right. Brockers. I mean, if
4: if people don't know, he sent out all his captains last time that that came in. Brockers and preaching.
2: Ogletree and Stedman
3: Bailey and
4: and, the, and those guys aren't necessarily superstars, but they're a big they're they're a big factor. Wes,
3: now. you took the Redskins to win this game. I like that, saucy. They played pretty tough against the Dolphins,
5: and I you know does that speak to the Dolphins or the Redskins? I think the Redskins' defensive front is much improved from last year. Their defensive line. Uh, shut Lamar Miller down in the first half, and I think their linebackers play pretty well, too. I think their defense is much improved, and I think Kirk Cousins will make mistakes but can move an offense. We've seen it in almost every start he's made
2: that he will move an offense better than RG3 did the last two years. And when he does at least, what is it, 1.2, what is it, how many turnovers a game? Then the Rams have to capitalize, yeah. That's oh head. yeah, he's going to turn, turn the ball
4: over. That's where Detective Frank Signetti, PI, is on the case. <laughs>
2: Who so called, called a, a good game? And a called a detective. A oh, game. He, he called he a great game. He was creative.
5: He he basically <laughs> schemed to get wide receivers open for Nick Foles throughout the game. All I could Against think was the they lose team.
6: that game with Brian Schottenheimer.
2: Defe- I, I, I liked Benny Cunningham, Cunningham in that game. You, you won't. I, but, I don't think you see him much in this game. In a spot start in a spot
6: in the spot played 122 total yards, and I thought he looked faster than I than I realized. You know the
2: crazy thing about him too, overlooked. He led the NFC in kickoff returns last year. That guy's a snowplow. He doesn't move left or right. He just <laughs> meh, moves forward. Yeah. And yet he averaged 27 point whatever a kickoff return last year. I think you could a see. a great him. asset for a kickoff yeah. returner just yeah. moving forward. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Back doing that because I think Trey Mason starts
3: this game. How about behind the glass another game of what's more likely? Mm. Shortly. We'll
5: have another game of what's more likely. We're getting that ready. But you guys can keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> We're ready to go. That's a look behind the
6: glass.
3: Uh, I'll There's take, I'll take the Rams, by the way. We'll be ready for this segment.
6: <laughs> Who did funny. we all take in this? I'm team. taking the Rams.
3: Uh, I'll tell you. Uh, yeah, well, Andrew's taking the Rams, as did Mark, Dan, Connor.
6: Everyone
4: did. No, nope.
3: Patra also took Ooh. the Redskins. Patra ruining my hero pick. Well, there are no heroes. Oh, if there, there are. Is a, if by the way, NFL just so you know, NFL. Andrew, we used to have this fun game called Hero Picks where – uh, if only one of us picked a game, mm-hmm. uh, picked a team in a matchup, you would have to defend your hero. We had a nice little fun sound drop. I like the old NBC show Hero, like with that little dude in the promo. Yeah, nothing. that little okay. guy. We brought him in here a couple times, uh, but then for some reason, and he still hasn't explained himself. That's uh, not true. Greg no longer does picks, and he will. He, yeah, I, I think we're before we bring that back like, Seinfeld. I choose not to run. I, yes, I'm not against Greg bringing back the hero picks. You,
4: you got to bring back, back the hero picks. I think.
3: Picks. I think easy. we all deserve an explanation, once and for all. Are you above well, it? Why you quit? Are you above I'm it?
4: I'm not above it. It was causing me more... It was making me enjoy the games on Sunday less, and that is basically admitting my own craziness, but I don't care. I decided well into the season. There, there was a few factors. You know, I, I start rooting for the teams you pick for instead of just rooting for the teams you want to root for or just enjoying the games. Also, you know, there was a lot of, uh, you know backroom stuff sometimes people oh well he he changed his pick late a lot of a lot of you know wow why did you care so much the tables
3: on you well, no well, i don't know getting texts on christmas this? eve hey uh, hey this guy changed his Greg, pick it's not hey, leave me alone. That part of it leave me alone what does that have to do with anything why <laughs> would you <laughs> like, why would you quit
2: picks uh, you know what i respect his answer you know why? Because it's the artificial, that makes one like, of us. artificial anxiety, right? Yeah. It's what don't you, know. you don't like creating. It's a mania. It's, well, yeah. look. It sounds I, like a weakness. I, yeah, I, it's <laughs> totally a weakness. People know that I'm a Browns fan deep down inside. That's why I was raised. It, it wears off over the years. When you but see you how the sausage is made, you just stepped I, was raised, to no, like I it. Was, now was raised. I was raised a Browns fan. Oh, is that one of the questions? Wow. TD, do you yeah, remember? TD, do can it? we what? please do the but what's more like My point is, is that when you like with fantasy, you're picking <laughs> games, you're creating this artificial anxiety <laughs> where yes. I sit in front of my yeah, TV. that's true. Or stand in front of my TV. I love football. Yeah, yeah. I fantasy
4: football in a nutshell. I want to just enjoy it, watch the games, root for what I want to root for. How
3: much more filibustering do we need here, TD? TD,
4: let's do it.
5: Guys, we can go ahead and do it. We don't have an artwork because now it's
4: no, fine. Artworks, Let's artworks, go. Yeah, go ahead. Let's
5: go ahead and do it, guys. Well, who needs any artwork? Let's roll. All
4: right, Andrew. What's more okay. Likely. Yes. <laughs> What's more likely? Andrew publicly reveals his Browns love mm-hmm or mark returns to the fold I think well we got
2: our answer <laughs> because i already did it I, i'm That's not afraid it. to admit it look we all grew up as fans of it okay team. i didn't know if you so, uh, advertised. It. no i i don't advertise it per se i do do a weekly radio thing in cleveland you know on the phone on their flagship station so they know it there and they advertise it i mean not like sell ads yeah. but i mean they 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 say it there i, I don't mind saying it i was raised Outside Washington, D.C., but my father's from Cleveland, so he corrupted my brother and me. My brother's a brown season ticket holder. He flies from Dulles to Cleveland. Wow. Not eight times. That's insane. Right. But
3: he does a couple. He'll be there this week.
5: As insane as Greg quitting on us. Uh, on his pickies?
3: No, pickies? he didn't just quit pickies? on the picks. He quit on us. I didn't quit <laughs> on anything. That's important. You
5: guys man. should be
6: happy. i am giving you someone else a chance to win one of them. I was reviews. dumb enough to pick the brown. No family. I can't blame a family member. I picked them out of the blue yeah. on my own in sixth you grade. Are on, you are on But ground. I'm doing Cleveland okay. radio tomorrow, too. So you know what? What's that? This race is tighter than you thought.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so you're back in.
6: I didn't say anything. Oh. I just said it's a tight race. Oh, he's this back is like,
4: in. Hey, by the way, he's not writing any film uh, room think pieces on the Rams quarterback. He's yeah. doing it on Johnny Manziel on his day off. This you, is, this is the, you
3: doing this radio, this is the equivalent of you having an all-night phone call with the Browns. Like, oh, oh, we stayed yeah, on yeah, the phone is. for <laughs> hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Wait it's, a minute. He's, he's sexting the Browns. But around. it also
2: brings out good work. His piece, I'm going to defend you here. His piece on Mike was, Patton in training camp Terrific. Fantastic. Yeah. Johnny
4: Manziel piece Stella. this week. I recommend everyone check it out. ATL Film Room. It was good stuff. It's, like it's the only
6: film thing I'll do all year. I mean, maybe.
3: Here's please. what else uh, to check out. <laughs> Around the NFL on NFL Network, 6 p.m. Eastern, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday. 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, 11 p.m. AM. Oh, yeah. Ah! Two <laughs> Eastern. So close. 2 Eastern, 11
2: Pacific yeah. on Thursdays on game day. And my film piece will be the Browns. Triple overtime victory over Pat Ryan and the Jets.
4: Oh, wow. Okay.
2: That I I like. I just made that up, but it is still in my DVR. (laughs) You can find that on YouTube, too. That is a good watch. the, The game, the entire NFL Films piece that we ran here like seven years ago is still in my DVR. Wow. And I don't like talking about Jets' playoff losses or anything like that. Is that the Gastineau game you're talking about? Yeah, uh, The Gastineau personal foul game on fourth down. Yeah. woo uh, But also you have the Red Zone on DirecTV. Red Zone on DirecTV. Uh, Andrew's everywhere. Sunday, 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 1 p.m. Eastern time. Thank you. It's nice. 7.03. Thank you. All right. So that's it. Andrew Siciliano,
3: thank you for joining us. I have a feeling you'll be back soon. I'll wear makeup next time. All right, men, let's keep rolling on, and let's start now in the Meadowlands with the New York Giants coming off really one of the more crushing losses in the regular season that you could remember, at least in terms of week one against the Cowboys. Now they get the Falcons coming into their building, and the Falcons under Dan Quinn. Yeah, boy, Mark Sessler. Uh, squeak out a win over the Eagles. Will they do it again today, NFC East? I don't have
6: any doubt. Mm. Whoa! They're going to crush him, and I had, I had to make a bold prediction. because You have to do twelve of these if you work here a week. And <laughs> we did one. Well, whatever. We but one. I just my bold prediction for this game was three touchdowns and two hundred and fifty plus yards for Julio Jones. He's going to fry this Whoa. defense. That would be a, that would be. A That's bold. Game. He's done it before. He had two hundred and fifty nine against the Packers
5: last year. It's like the overreaction bull. Coach of the year versus worst coach of the century.
4: <laughs> it's true. We are all leaning towards like, wow, it would be surprising if that 0-1 team beat the 1-0 and team. But a- Andrew's point about Browns-Titans, like, those are two pretty That's equal fair. teams on paper. These are probably two pretty equal teams. But in the long run, I think Matt Ryan's a much better quarterback uh, Than Eli made, and I no. think the Falcons' defense should be uh, better because you know they got better defensive
6: coaching. We do trust the New York can keep in a shootout, though. I think their offense can score points I,
3: against the. Saints am Royale I the only one year? that that saw that the Falcons had no business winning that game? <laughs> Are they business They, they, had business they, they absolutely they should have lost that for game. For well, you yeah, great, talk about not, the, the minutia two at the quarters. end of the
6: game, but they absolutely scored points. Great on two Philly. quarters.
3: They, if they played that game ten times, the Eagles would have won that game nine times. So I'm not wow. ready to say, "Ooh, the Dan Quinn era is off and running," and now they're going to roll over a team on the road or the Falcons historically nothing do not, to do not play with Dan well. Quinn.
6: If you have Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, you're going to be in a lot of games. Oh, that sure, you d- shouldn't be in otherwise. They've
3: been a bad team with Matt Ryan and Julio Jones playing together as well, and I think they. I, I don't think this is a great. Team, and I think the Giants are okay, but I think they'll take care of business, especially after a bad loss. I think the Giants get to one and one.
5: That's fair, dog. That's fair, fair dog. Fair. <laughs> That's but, fair. Is Julio Jones even the best wide receiver in this game?
3: Not according to West. Well, Wes, not in your world. world, no, but in my two, world, yes. Two of my
5: favorite players in the league. Well, one of the reasons I, I didn't put
4: Odell Beckham in my top five or six, which you found blasphemous over the offseason, is just, okay, let's see how he does it the next time around when teams are adjusting to him. We've seen how Julio Jones does that, and he does it at a Hall of Fame level. Right now, we have to see more of Odell Beckham. It was only one week, but that's what I want to see, and this is a great matchup against Desmond that, Trufant, one of the best young cornerbacks yeah. in the
3: league. And to your point in your prediction that you think Julio has a massive game, you got to think that Julio and Odell, on some level, can balance each other out. So I, just, I don't think what it's I like even. I just said a huge I think that New
6: York can hang in a shootout. Number one, I'm not right. talking 41-7. I could see this being 35-30 kind of deal. I mean, the Falcons are at a point. Any any road win is a magical thing.
4: I mean, Wait, Mark, you picked the Giants. Out,
6: Two and zero. Did I? Oh no! Now no, here's the <laughs> well, problem. Our favorite here's running game. Here's the problem. Here's the problem with they make us make these picks. <laughs> Who is like they, they made three <laughs> weeks they? ago. I'll make your pick. That's going to be the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> I have no memory. It memories. was literally last night. Well, <laughs> you know what? I'll tell you what. I'm going to change it. I'm going to change it and take the Falcons because that's that's what I. That's why, why Greg heart heart picks.
5: Because you change it all
3: the time. They have to
6: publish it on the site at 6 a.m. and I'm
3: here. I don't even know what's happening. Wait, so what changed between then and now? We should get this. I think that <laughs> the <should> Falcons <laughs> are going to win this game. TD,
4: can you get this sponsored? Mark's Tiva flip-flop of the week.
6: Well, no, Greg, it, whatever Greg, how about this? Greg can't do picks because it's too stressful for him and it brings up too many demons. It's not the case for me. I'll do them. I just don't remember what happened, and I'm
3: sitting second to last place for a reason. Greg, Mark is making a point. He's, he, he doesn't love doing this, but he does it because it's part of his job. Why do you? Just because you're the boss. You pulled the boss card, which you don't usually do.
4: I don't pull any boss card. I'm pulling a life card, I mean, who's gonna make me not
5: do it? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm talking to I'm That's talking to shadowy league figures to make you
3: do this. This is ridiculous. I took the Giants. Adi- me and Wes, listen, this this sandwich wager that you and I have about who's gonna win, we pick the same teams every week. We both won eleven. And not on five. So cute. Yeah, it's adorable. You don't Patra. Like
6: fist bump. Huh? You don't Pat- like our fist two fist bumps. bumps in one podcast. That's Patra
3: enough. and Orr both took the Falcons, I don't think they're gonna flip flop. So you're gonna join them.
6: Well, I don't like that operation, but I'll do it because I said I but don't even—I don't know who I am. I'll do whatever you want me to do. <laughs> you tell
3: me who to pick. Did I'll anybody pick. see uh, the New York Daily News photo of JPP's hand? By the way, yes.
6: What do you? What do you it's
3: believe? Brisly. in? I what? believe
4: you couldn't the have Falcons. been more—you couldn't have been more strong about the Falcons to start this. That's program. that was
3: stunning. That one. <laughs> you've it was done honestly this before.
4: the most decisive you've ever yeah. been about anything in your life, and now it's already turned around two minutes later.
3: JPP's hand. Week two. I'm gonna print out a photo of JPP's hand and give it to my son, sweet Jack, every Fourth of July, and from the time he's <laughs> like 11 until he's 24. That should do the trick. Don't be like this He'll guy. Be
4: on his psychiatrist chair later on. <laughs> he always made me. There will
3: be other bambles, problems. But won't, it won't every, be a fireworks. I just line.
5: wanted to be happy.
4: Wasn't but,
3: that a gag on Arrested Development? Uh, I'm a monster. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on. The Houston Texans uh, head to Charlotte to face the Panthers. The Texans already have a, a new starting quarterback, which is really absurd. If you take a step back from the minutia of the day-to-day NFL, that they went through an entire offseason program and named a starter in a big hullabaloo of blue, and then turned around and changed their mind and made Mal the guy. I don't know if you could really uh, disagree with them. They go against uh, Cam Newton and the Panthers. Um Mark, I might as well hit on this too. You had a little bit of an issue with Josh Norman off a bold prediction last week. Uh he yep. went there are a couple headlines. I did a I did a Google search. Mark Sessler plus Josh Norman. First of all, tell us why this happened.
6: Well, because you know it was another one of these bold predictions. Go write <laughs> your big prediction. And I said that that you know Blake Bortles week one would come out and have his way with Carolina.
3: And you were wrong. It was I was you know, here. It happens. Uh, two headlines that, that that were found on the internet. Josh Norman goes off on Mark Sessler, a really? headline. Really? Also, what website is this? this? And this one's weird. That was a fan blog, Nobody like carolinablitz.com or something. And then some fan forum, Josh Norman tells NFL.com's Mark Sessler the rules and regulations. I didn't even read it, but well, I, what does that mean?
6: Well, it is. He he wrote me after the game, basically, on Twitter and said, how about you sit down? Like, you know, he, he basically told me. You <laughs> Whatever, know, Josh Norman. He not have to do these hot takes of the weekend. Well, here's week. the thing. So I went, and hundreds of Panthers fans are retweeting it. You know, I finally started blocking people like Wes. It was pretty nice. really wonderful. That's good. But, you know, I went back and I said, I, mean, I went back and watched his tape, every one of his snaps. He played a great game. So I tweeted back and I said, look, I'm not going to explain to him right. how it op- operates on our side. you it well. Us. I wrote it back and said, You played a great game. I explained what plays I thought he did. Was he respectful job. enough to reply he, to you? He retweeted that with a little thumbs up. Oh picture. okay. There so we're we're in place. Out. What
3: is up with the Panthers fans? cuz remember I got buried back in January for calling Cam Newton insufferable on the sideline and I was branded a racist or something and I got I was all over blogs then.
5: They they came at me a couple of weeks ago when I said after at their first preseason don't game don't they, down. Panthers all this talk fans. about
3: Cam Newton fixing his footwork
5: is garbage. He's mm. throwing the same way he did he, last year. He
4: is very much the same player that he's always been and I've always I'm a, I'm a big supporter in that but nothing's changed, and he is their best short yardage runner. And I couldn't help but notice last year. You remember the, the evolution of Cam? It's like, we're not going to have him like putting his body at risk anymore. Every time it's third and two, he is going <laughs> up the middle now. I mean, they've given up trying to change that. He's just going to be that guy, and that's what he's good at. What Mark, do we think th- about?
3: Mark, those are known as uh, emojis, not thumbs up pictures.
6: <laughs> All right, I know, it's, I know what an emoji is. Area millennial, corrects Mark.
3: Um, what do we think about Ryan Mallet's chances against the Carolina defense, which flummoxed Blake Bortles and the Jacksonville? Don't Jaguars.
5: ask me. I'd like to know. If, <laughs> like to know if Leak keekley and, and Star Latule were playing? Yeah, we keekley has
3: got a concussion. What's going on with Star?
5: He didn't play in the first game, and I believe he's questionable this week. And so, what a foot injury! I mean,
6: now some kind of off leg malady.
4: Some, some serious gas. This would be the game if you could just have a contest. This is the best game possible of two quarterbacks standing flat-footed trying to throw the ball the farthest. Cam Newton
6: and
3: Ryan Mallett. They are
6: the two guys that I would take in that
4: contest.
3: I would rather watch that. Probably. Mallett's got a hose. I mean,
6: they, I don't buy that Mallett, like the, what he did against the Chiefs, because it was just sort of garbage time. And And honestly... Yeah. Bill O'Brien and I listen. I, coming off of Hard Knocks, I really like Bill O'Brien, but he has been touted as a like a quarterback whisperer, a quarterback guru, and he has two bad quarterbacks, and we're and we're going to see them again a hundred times.
3: I'm starting to think the worst thing that could happen is to be called a quarterback whisperer. Yeah, that's fair. It's <laughs> like a curse.
5: Hold on, if Mallet's so great, why did why did Bill O'Brien pick Boyer right. over him? Why? Uh, what
3: are you going to do? That's a good do? question. I,
5: I wanted to know.
4: If you're assigned to this game, or oh any, god, I hope not. Well, any <laughs> Texans game, <laughs> you gotta give it to him soon. Now. You you have a public rule, the Jonathan Grimes rule. That's your preseason rule. Once Grimes is in there, I'm you're, out. You're checking out. I don't know if you saw Grimes was in like the first or second. He series, had a nice I run thought. too. He he played pretty much throughout the game. It's a regular season game. You're a professional who takes his job seriously. What do you do? So just follow it. the bullet and
5: watch the game. Okay. Well,
6: there the is a ch- there is out. a minor chance that Arian Foster plays in this. No, game. I don't
3: think so. Did, I, he, did he rule it he out? He returned to practice, but it was really just to get his feet wet. From what I, I thought, I O'Brien
6: said, "We, you know, who knows?" But that, that Brian earlier in the week said yeah. no. But
3: um, all right, so Mark, who did you take in this game? Just quizzing in you.
6: In this game, I know I took the Panthers.
3: You're correct, as did I, and Wes, and Connor, and Patrick took the Texans. So there you the go.
5: Way, Ted Ken, Ted Ken, catch the ball. Oh yeah! Give me a break! Dropping, oh, you know what's happening now. Well, that's
4: him. that's the thing. They have Ted Ginn running red zone routes for them, and that that's just there's nothing they can do because they don't have the right players right. on their team. But when he is writing, he when he is running like in breaking routes in the red zone, Ted Ginn's not going to catch. He's going to get spaces. blown up on right, the spot. Catch Let's. Them
3: Let's check out the favorite division of uh, football fans everywhere, the NFC South, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after a humiliating loss to Marcus Mariota and the Titans now travel to the Superdome to face the Saints, who couldn't hang with the Cardinals in Week 1. So two teams seeking to avoid, Greg, an 0-2 start. You are a Tulane graduate. You have a sneaky Saints fixation. Your thoughts?
4: Well, their secondary, whatever can go wrong is going wrong. They've now lost Raphael Bush, their safety for the season it's it was as bad a secondary or questionable a secondary as you could imagine and now they've lost two or three key pieces so if ever T- Jameis Winston was going to get off the Schneid have a nice bounce back game this Saints team did not rush the path through at all last week and they have a bad
6: secondary this this would be the week we used to talk about the Saints team and break down their home stats versus their away stats and how unbeatable they were in the dome they lost five straight hmm That's gone. I mean, that's it's that is gone. That whole team, that team that we used to talk about, is is gone in many respects. This Saints team, though, I didn't think looked bad last week. They played the Cardinals very even. I watched that game
4: and thought these are two nine and seven type of teams that look very even, and the only difference really was the red zone. You know, the Cardinals cashed in when they were in the red zone, and the Saints didn't.
5: They, uh, my big takeaway from the Saints game is that they don't trust their wide receivers. Hmm. That Marcus Colston, again, looks old. What about Willie Sneed? Willie Sneed had one play for 63 yards, didn't do anything else. Brandon Coleman, they didn't like throwing to him that much. And Patrick Peterson, except for 130-yard, perfectly placed over the shoulder uh, connection from Breeze to Cooks, Patrick Peterson shut Cooks down. Uh, And I think Cooks is going to have issues with bigger cornerbacks like that. But... They ran almost everything through their running backs. I week. think they're
4: going to keep doing that. Yeah. And they're getting C.J. Spiller back this week. So you got Spiller, Ingram, and Robinson. Maybe. Spiller had a message. We think C.J. Spiller will be back this week. Uh, he, said, he said, I ain't into surprises. I don't surprise nobody. I want you to see me coming full speed. It ain't Halloween, baby. Trick or treat. I'm coming full huh? speed at you. Trust me. You know when
6: i What are you So he's about? been, you know, doing MDMA, basically.
4: I think bad <laughs> news... What <laughs> is he talking about?
5: <laughs> bad news for Ingram Fantasy on Spillers getting all those screens and wheel routes Yeah. Yes, once so.
3: he gets... How up. about Jarvis Bird arriving to save the day in the St. Secondary? Well, I'll believe it when
4: I
5: see it. Jairus Byard. You just wanted
4: to... Hey, Wes knows
3: what knows what the old Zeuser's up to.
5: You know what I'm up to? What? What's more likely?
3: Ooh... Well,
4: I call a transition. are we? Is that where we are?
5: Let's just do
3: it. We're not there yet. Oh, oh He was so on fire. Oh no. All right. Oh well. Let's. We got one more game before we get to that, Wes. But that was nice. Uh, the San Diego Chargers, one uh, zero, really nice comeback win over the Lions in Week One. Face the Bengals, who look great against a uh, putrid Raiders team. So they have their home opener now, Wes. And I, I'll start with you on this because, listen, I'm not going to go crazy. About that offense looking awesome against the Raiders, even if they jumped out to a thirty-three-nothing lead, the defense looked good too. Uh, but if they take care of business against a good Chargers team, then maybe they get out to like maybe they win next week too? Where are you at on the P scale when it comes to West of us Your favorite holiday by which the, the Cincinnati Bengals fail in the first round of the playoffs. You you drink it uh, happens, copious alcohol. Uh, it happens every year and I alcohol. count on it. Yeah, I yeah.
5: copious alcohol and I count on this. It's one of my favorite weekends of the year because you know the Bengals are going to lose, or you used to
3: know. I was going to say so. I was going to say so. If, if, if zero is your pants are totally dry, you got your pants on, your underpants, and you wouldn't be nervous being out in public. Ten, your underpants are soaked. You got to go get some new underpants. Oh, uh, even your pants have been compromised. You got to put them in the wash or throw them out. Where are you fitting in? You're potty-training some kids. You're saying, oh, just
4: try to hold that pee while you sleep for 12 straight hours overnight. See how that works out for you, kid.
3: <laughs> how do uh,
5: kids even learn that? I don't understand.
4: I,
3: I'm asking you what's the question, like, Greg. <laughs> where are you on the scale? Well,
5: he's just laughing. <laughs> I'm at an honest seven right now. Whoa! You know, and I know it's only the one game against the Raiders, but this is more about the Ravens and the, and the Steelers. The Bengals, clearly, to me, I don't know why we slept on them on in the preseason and all of our predictions. The Bengals have... What what are the holes on their roster? The Ravens have huge holes. Quarterback. Hol- All right, that's fair. The Ravens have no playmakers on offense,
3: and the Steelers don't have a defense. The Bengals, to me, are a much more well-rounded, mm. solid team. I'll tell you what happened. Andy Dalton not being a favorite of this group has, on, on some levels, blinded us a little bit. Or? Because he's not terrible he's okay he is the middle of the room he's
5: okay in games where they don't matter that's right he's done this
6: before it's not on national tv or in
3: the playoffs he'll be fine but to say these games don't matter is wrong too all right he this team could easily win 11 games and he could thrive statistically with this team i don't know what happens by the way
6: that none of us are going to say Andy dalton can't do that because Mm. that's what's been happening and statistically he's had some good seasons much better than some quarterbacks
4: that Right, be. but none of us
3: picked them to make the but, playoffs.
6: But what you guys are forgetting is
4: is West of us isn't the only holiday. There's a new holiday every week one. It's called Raiders Shoshana. <laughs> I, work with me. Raiders play with a team. You. And you think, oh, you start thinking about the team they played in Week One very differently. Did the Jets play last them later year? In Jets week? Raiders Week mm, One. We all put them in the playoffs after this game. This year on Raiders, Shoshana. I don't know. I might have to work on that. <laughs> now you do. Uh, it's not bad know, though. I tried for something. <laughs> it's not Workshop that suddenly it's got West thinking the Bengals are so great. They just played the Raiders. again.
5: That's like something. I said, more about the the, Ra- the Ravens and Steelers. And frankly, who's the dominant team in the AFC? Mm. No, there n- isn't right. the that's changing, you're right. There Later. isn't one, unless the
3: Patriots yeah. get a
5: secondary or
3: Tyrod Taylor is for real. And if the Steelers' defense, they put it together at some point during the season. That's not happening.
6: Dalton is like three very acceptable games, then an absolute abject disaster where we're like, oh, wait, what are we talking about? He stinks and it's happened to fall every January, maybe you get a different one this January. You can still go drink. You just <laughs> won't get the same result. This is
4: oh, this. Wes
3: is going to drink either way.
6: Well, isn't this a week we learn a lot about them because
4: they're going up a secondary we've been good talking, secondary. talking up a You've been a lot. honking about the Chargers secondary. I would say it in the offseason. They look good They look good last week. Jason Verrett, Brandon Flowers, you got Eric Weddle. Uh, this is a tough matchup for Dalton and everyone. I, I think they're the best-looking cornerback group. Well, actually, Stefan Gilmore and Ronald Darby had about a, a great You know week. what I want that to say? That was see. one week.
3: I want to see what Keenan Allen does for an encore.
6: Oh
4: my god!
3: Fifteen for one sixty-six in the opener. He's got a nice challenge here. A nice. Second. How about this? Over under time, Greg, mm. Keenan Allen, eight catches. I'm sorry, I'm not doing over unders this year. No, I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm going <laughs> Greg, under. I'm going yourself. under. It's a joke. Eight. Wow. Eight receptions under eighty yards. Uh,
4: I'll go over. One touchdown. Can I have a big play. I'll go push.
5: Six for 90. All he does is run crossing routes all game. Six for 90.
3: All right. We all. Oh.
5: Hold on. Yes. Do you mind if I give a little love to our, our friend Daniel Jeremiah who moved the six? Uh, all right. Go ahead. He he pointed out a few weeks ago, preseason gem, Kyle Emanuel, fifth round pick for the Chargers. Sneaky defensive rookie of the year candidate as a fifth round pick. Mm. Had an interception and sack in the opener and had two, sa- had two sacks in the preseason. This guy's starting for them and looks good.
3: Right, by the way, talk about a turnaround. We all took the Bengals. So all of a sudden, we're all in on the Bengals. Let's keep moving. Hold on. What's more what's likely? What's more likely? Uh, Gosh, now you stepped on I the transition. Turn, right, I got to leave the transitions to you. Listen, you you had a promising previous show. This one's been rocky. A little up and down, but I still believe in you. Go ahead. That was hubris on my end.
5: <laughs> <laughs> what's more likely? Julio Jones is held under 100 yards or Odell Beckham Jr. goes over 100 yards. Hmm. Oh, I know what I think.
3: Well, you said 250 yards. For Odell
6: two is going over 100 on this defense. Odell is? Yes. Julio Jones is not going to be held under 100. No way. Well, you got to pick one or the other. You picked both. You are saying you picked Julio Jones is more likely. 250 more yards. likely, much more likely that Odell gets over 100. Gotcha. You I, just said Julio said, Jones Julio's is going to have 250 it. yards. It said under for Julio. He's under, too. I thought. Right. What's more, yeah, I know. So it's much less likely. If Mark's on the, target here. Mark exactly. has got it. He's okay. Julio, the boss uh, is losing his mind. He's not oh, making I'm picks. He's all too. over the map. ODB, by him. the
3: way, after being really uh, shut down against the Cowboys, I was stunned by that, he's going to go off in this game. This is going to be 174 yards, nine catch, two touchdown, vintage, 2014 ODB. That's more likely.
6: If I think
4: it's more happens. likely that Julio Jones is under 100 yards. I mean, he's under 100 yards half the games he's ever played, if not more, I would guess.
5: The pragmatist Joe. He's, wait, going what against,
4: about- he's going up against Prince of Mucamara and Dominic Marty. The only good things about that defense, I'm just saying it's more likely.
3: It's not, though, because what Odell Beckham has he been uh, I think Beckham over 100 Odell Beckham yards almost like, I, I think
4: Odell Beckham will be fine in his life, in his career, <laughs> and this week against the Falcons. So you're, I think he'll be fine. I'm you're going. picking both. No, I totally messed <laughs> this one's it up before. Tricky. You're right. It is confusing. Whoever wrote it, it's more likely Julio's going under.
3: All right. There we go. Let's move on now to our last three games uh, of our preview special, our endless preview special. The Detroit Lions head to Minnesota to face off against the Vikings. And, uh, you know, here's a game where the Detroit Lions, and I want to see Matthew Stafford, how he looks in this game. That was one of the games I covered on Sunday uh, where he didn't look the same but he got hit on the elbow. He says he's fine. Because Melvin playing. Ingram
5: knocked, his, knocked him out.
3: Yeah, it, it was a nasty shot. And the Vikings, now this is a big game for the Vikings because they went from everybody's darling of the offseason, laying an egg on Monday night. Okay, that's fine. That could happen. But if you don't take care of business at home in week two, we might all have this wrong.
4: Well, it's a big game for both teams. This is an 11-win team from a year ago. This is the best, Yeah, you know, they're coming off the best Detroit Lions season in, what, 25 years? Something crazy like that. So they need to get a win in the division. It's a very intriguing game, and I want to see if Adrian Peterson, the Adrian Peterson we
6: know, with a guy, you know, maybe get more than 10 touches, shows up in this game. I, I know think that we, will. yeah, I know we like to talk about the early season, like everything changes and don't take too much stock in it, but the numbers for 0-2 teams getting into the playoffs are rough. And if you start in this division 0-2, and, and one of those is against a division opponent, you got your back against the wall. And Minnesota, absolutely. I thought Titty Bridgewater. It, you cannot start the season the way he did against San Francisco after all the hype. He's high up in our making the leap. you got to bounce back this week. But
5: Detroit is a good defense, <laughs> it's good. So. No, it's a good matchup because DeAndre Levy hasn't played this week. hasn't practiced this week. And last week... Phil Rivers had basically one of the greatest gains of all time for throwing three-yard passes. (laughs) He set records for – he had the most yards in the league and the fewest yards in the air per pass. It was just all crossing routes to Keenan Allen, screens to Stevie Johnson – and that the middle, move.
3: the middle of the defense was wide open without DeAndre Levy. Are we a little? You, you say the lines of a good defense. They had a very good defense last year, but that was a troubling week one by that defense, and they obviously weren't able to scheme and game plan to find a way to shut that off. They were. So I'm, that I'm was a a tale of two halves.
5: That. They they were a dominant defense in the first half, and then in that heat with Philip Rivers well, throwing short passes, Rivers no took lead. him down
3: the field at the end of the first half too, and threw a bad pass to they, bail out the lines. Well, they picked. The Lions picked it
5: off. They got to yeah. give them credit for that.
4: So you're not giving up on the Lions.
5: I'm not giving you're up on the Lions. Basically, two of the top ten defensive players in the league were Indomik and Sue and DeAndre Levy. They didn't have either of them in the first game. Hmm. So let's see. Let's see if they get Levy back. Who would you rather have calling plays for you,
6: Mike McCoy, North Turner?
5: Hmm.
4: North Turner.
6: North Turner. Mike McCoy. I think one proven. thing this guy has proven to be a great play caller. I, I think
3: know. they're both great. I
6: mean, it's it's Frank Reich too. <laughs> It's Philip Rivers. That's
4: that's the main guy. You know
5: why? Because I Peyton mean, Manning's not done. He's playing quarterback for the Chargers. What? Peyton <laughs> Philip Rivers is doing his Peyton Manning impression.
3: Hmm. Hmm.
5: Interesting. Interesting. Frank Reich, love.
3: You want to know who picked who here?
4: Eh, I don't
3: really care. No, well, no, you don't. Care. I would
4: I would take the Lions. I, I don't always, care. When I'm looking at these, I think, well, that's who I would.
3: Take. Wes, you have a hero pick. No, sorry, you don't. You would have had a hero pick. You took the Lions. The rest of us think the Vikings are going to get on track. At home. The fan
4: consensus uh, weekly pick also takes the Lions. A rare hero pick with the fan consensus. By the way, we have a league out there around the NFL and you can compete against the other five guys. Great. And, and probably beat me. Stay, Greg, I'm one and Stay 0. out of it, man. Yeah, I'm just you saying. They should home. join the league. No, what do you mean Why you're one and You don't even pick games. Well, I had to just for, for it to show up so I could help out. I, <laughs> I, had to, I had to pick one game. Pick up your Speaking mind.
3: Speaking of the Lions and more specifically uh, Kevin Patrick coming at you, this tweet... Uh, from Patra, if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, yo, at Dan Hansis, looky what I spent my day off building. Hashtag, in-season workouts. Hashtag, no excuses. Hashtag, cliche hashtag. An entire, and then the photo is in what looks like some type of Chicago apartment That's project. Apartment. Uh, it is a project. multiple uh, <laughs> he
4: doesn't live in the dumbbells.
3: He has a what appears to be a, a rack where you can do bench press. Is that mm. what that is?
6: What is so Patra's view from his window is just like a 1970s yeah. tenement. Is that a bench press rack? I kinda miss it is. It's
3: an it's an impressive setup. The point being, Patra, who I have lo- what was that? That's a pull-up bar, there's a lot cook in there. The point is, I have long been on record that Patra's body is sick. Great torso and everything. It's only going to get better with this.
5: Hashtag no days off, baby. No days off.
3: I like that he's doing Patrick it too. Patrick basically pulled
5: a TD and put his workouts on social media. Right. And he's also going to put it
4: out there for it. the thousands of people that can see into his window. You know, he's just going right. to put up the blind.
6: Oh,
5: completely.
4: Hey, dude. everyone. It's you the know,
5: Patrick Show. Look, it's an NFL blogger
6: lifting weights. You know why he's working out <laughs> like a fiend?
5: I called him a, basically a taller Greg. Ooh, what is that? What does that mean? That was like a month ago when you were complimenting his body. I said he's basically a taller Greg. Greg,
3: what do That's you think right? about that?
5: That sounds like one of the best compliments you could <laughs> give a guy. All
3: right, let's move on. The Baltimore Ravens uh, lost to Terrell Suggs last week, lost to the Broncos last week. Here's the good news. They get to go to Oakland, the Black Hole, or at least we think maybe... Maybe you want to give the Raiders a benefit of doubt. They just weren't ready. They, they hit a buzzsaw. The Cincinnati Bengals, you know, one of the great teams of all time, came into their building and wiped them out. Uh, I'm joking about the Bengals. But uh, maybe, Mark, can we say the Raiders have a chance in this game or are we just going to assume, again, that the Raiders are going to go 2-14 and or 3-13? and
6: Any hope? Well, I think the difference between this game and last game is Baltimore is pretty barren of weapons. Mm. and you're playing a pretty good pass rush in Oakland. John Harbaugh called it one of the best in the league. That felt like Stop. coach speak to me. But Flacco got waxed last week a couple times against an absolutely good pass rush in Denver, and if you can get to him again, listen, they, they really didn't have a way out of that. They, their offense just had nowhere to go with the ball. The only and,
4: good thing that Joe Flacco does, well, the best thing that Joe Flacco does is throw it deep and throw mid range passes and they were too afraid that they couldn't protect them last week to even try it or that's just not what they're gonna do. Throw some passes down what the about, field. How do you
3: them. not to get off topic, but I know it's hard to keep guys sometimes, but how do you let Torrey Smith go out of the building? Well, how about why that's you're your in the your yeah, franchise quarterback? Exactly. If you're in the Bay Area, get,
6: get Torrey Smith and Anquan
5: Boldin and bring them back and. on the plane. Rashad Barriam is supposed to replace him. It's not their fault that he developed a knee injury in August.
3: But still, even that, you're you're hoping that immediately that guy becomes that player. I don't know, just certain I mean, Ozzie Newsom's types. a really good general manager. He, I think I'm a better GM He wanted West. to put well, that money somewhere who else. Who has a better well, receiving court now, Cleveland or Baltimore, without Perriman? By the
4: way, Tory Smith had, what,
5: 20 yards in the opener?
4: I would take Baltimore because yeah. Steve Smith, he's me, a is, smart, a he? league, Smith. is at least the league average starter. Sure. And the Browns don't have one. But the Ravens, to your point, are playing Marlon Brown. Brown and Campanero and Aiken and, and Buck Allen looking okay at running back. It's like it's not a good offense. This is a winnable Unfortunately, game. Unfortunately,
5: they winnable. play against a team that stinks. That's right. <laughs> I, I mean, mean just yeah. they, they signed Taylor Mays this week to start for them.
4: Derek Carr. That's rough. Sh- it sounds like Derek Carr will return for this game. Is that good? I don't think it I think the at least if you're the Raiders, you want him out there as much as you can, obviously. Although I do like McClane.
3: McLean's one of well, those guys that has not, a weird fan club. Every once in a while a backup. Gets that, and it seems like people are high on him.
6: Well, a couple
5: we of should moments. see
3: the rate of big
6: plays. If Dan doesn't McGloin like young Carr? starting quarterbacks, he certainly doesn't like young backups. So <laughs> for we, all
5: the people making for all the people making excuses for Carr for having bad wide receivers, the right, McGloin's rate of big plays is astronomically higher than Derek Carr's.
3: Hmm. Hmm. We all took the Raiders stunner. Just no. kidding. The Raiders stink. Oh. We all took the Ravens. Everyone, huh? Sorry, Black I do. I honestly do. I feel for that fan base because they're stuck with another bad team. It looks like. I'm with you. Finally, the Miami Dolphins finishing strong. Yeah, finishing strong. The Miami Dolphins, who uh, you know got the job done in Week One, and underwhelming of any of the AFC te- East teams that won in Week One. I thought the Dolphins showed me the least, but whatever. The Jacksonville Jaguars now are on their schedule, so. Look at a nice little start here. You get the Redskins and the Jaguars back-to-back weeks. And uh, listen, maybe uh, Blake Bortles shows shows us something. Interesting thing, line before I throw the game to you guys. Interesting line from Blake Bortles, who seems a little frustrated right now. A reporter asked him um, about the fans saying that they need to improve their play calling. uh, And his response was, I don't know. It's like a kindergartner saying something to a college kid.
6: Well, he's right.
5: Yeah, he's right. He's right, right, but I have no problem
6: with that statement. It's not going to play well with. It's not
3: going to play well,
6: but he's correct. Great
5: quote. It's not wrong.
6: Kindergartners are cute too. I mean, like, that's a likable age. Likable
4: well they're
3: idiots too that's like good. you know they, like, like kids are idiots. stupid well, yeah.
6: they're developing i don't know idiots is the
3: correct no, they're word. they're beautiful they're beautiful humans but there's I just know. barely anything they don't going know, on yeah upstairs. they don't know that's anything. what he's saying
5: right it's an excellent analogy
3: well here. Well, you just the, don't say it you're the face of the franchise i'm I'd glad say. he said it
5: i like, like
3: quote. well I mean, I, I, you wouldn't he, run into trouble with the press wes
4: <laughs> you definitely would run into trouble i wouldn't care i'd tell them what they are the Blake Bortles play they should be calling is, how about don't throw it 10 yards over the receiver's head this week? When I like Blake Bortles, but when Blake Bortles has that thing that worries me, which some quarterbacks never – it's like I don't think you can solve that. When Blake Bortles misses, he misses by a ton. Like he had five or six throws that he's not trying to throw away that he missed by 10, 15 yards last week. And that happens a lot. And I like Blake Bortles. He did a lot of good things last week too. But it's like what is happening on those throws? Are there any great quarterbacks – ever that have that trait.
6: you know what worries me he's been sacked four more times in eight straight games he's been playing behind for two years in a row one of the worst lines and how do you develop a young quarterback when you can't stay on your feet I mean he's getting crushed back there half the
5: time I thought he looked better in his numbers but I also I fell agree. asleep watching this game uh, I will say <laughs>
3: this I will say this uh you know there, there is no more, there's no more there's the Titans. I'm going to say this: If the Jaguars don't start doing something, they will officially, in my eyes, become the Jacksonville Jag. That's who they will be. <laughs> you know, wait, you're not wrong because Doctor Seuss. Thing? I will refuse to, to to respect their them as a entity in the NFL if they don't. Do something very soon.
6: We have given them the benefit of the doubt in many I think ways. We have. In many ways. I think and, we I, have. and I stumbled over it a couple of times because I want them to succeed. I like the idea of that organization turning you around. You love that
3: front office. You love the coach. I, I
6: do. I like the coach. But it's like you, you it, love this, the fullback. This, is, this doesn't you don't get three or four years to win four <laughs> games every season. That was They've got to go. they yes, I know. That. I know. They've done a pretty long rope. <laughs> They've got a very long hey, rope. Hey, Jack, do something. Do something. I, and they are. They're going to do something
4: this week. I think. I think they'll find a way to avoid an zero and two start here. The Jaguars. Will. Yeah. Why not? I think also Mark's got to be careful because he is going over to London. We didn't even talk about this, but he is going to go cover these Jaguars. So you you want to make sure they're a nice saucy, you know, four and three Jaguars team. No, I would like to. And you
3: yet know. you picked the Dolphins in this game. Well, yeah, because no, I believe
4: the Dolphins in that will win this game.
3: Uh, the uh Connor Orr is the only one who took the Jaguars.
4: By the way, if the if the Jaguars lose this game, you're gonna be hearing a lot of talk like we just had about this group of Jaguars, because their next two games are at Colts at Patriots. I'm not saying that there's no way they win either one of those oh games. That's a tough, that's
6: a tough road,
3: too. To because be staring
6: game. at Owen
4: 4. All right,
3: one more time, TD.
0: What's more likely?
6: All right, what's more likely? This was authored for me, so I'm running no, it. No, hey, come on, just, just uh, Whatever, all right. Dolphin, all right, what's more likely? One, <laughs> Dolphins versus Jaguars leads NFL game day final because
5: it's so sexy, or Jay Cutler gets carried off the field because he's so sexy. It's going to be like an overtime thriller for Dolphins-Jaguars because I think the teammates would drop Jay Cutler mm. if he was, they were trying to carry him off the field. I yeah. think it's
4: more likely that Jay Cutler gets carried off, and it By has who? nothing to do with his looks. By it, the fans. Well, when he delivers a beautiful last-minute drive, he's good for one every year, where he just wows you with his arm, and the team gets crazy. They're one and one. They got a home win. When John Fox, era. who's carrying a quarterback off the field in week two?
3: Do you remember when that Lance, would be awesome? Though remember when <laughs> Lance Briggs said
4: on our air that he wanted to punch Jay Cutler? <laughs> How about maybe one of those things where you where you hug the guy and you kind of lift him up a little just for a second? Does that count?
6: I don't. Know, I think like probably you know, 15 games would need to lose feed for Dolphins Jags to lead game day. I mean, they didn't have no have footage happen? of those. There's I,
3: literally no chance that game would ever. No, I lead. hate to say
6: it. There is if something terrible happened, which I you
4: know like <laughs> don't like, say. It. The, don't that's don't the, say. It. That's the only don't way. Don't say. It. No, nothing. I just I don't mean anything. in Like particular.
6: a Batman Steelers Heinz Field type. Or scenario. the game got canceled for weather. That would maybe lead it something like that. But not for the game.
3: Who's gonna win this game? I just told you the Jags are. Listen, I I, I don't care, Greg. Okay, it's just not all it's right. not right for you to then that's be fair. picking games that's and fair. then not be picking that's games. Fair. <laughs> it's totally unfair. All right, that's it for the Thursday preview, uh, Friday preview ahead of the big Week Two. Uh, we will be back, of course, on Sunday night, uh, recapping all the Sunday games. And how exciting is that? Right.
6: Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. Let's
3: do it. Very exciting. Let's do it a couple days. Until later. then, this is Dan Hansa signing off for Quiet Storm, the mailman, the boss, and TV behind the glass. Until then...
1: Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars. Oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack